advise you to get off the streets as quickly as possible. It'll soon be a war up there. And we are, as a people, opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths. I know for a fact. And to secret proceedings. Weapons of mass destruction. I have a dream. I take the threat very seriously. A new world order. Your government thanks you for your participation. You are now listening to the world-famous Sofa King Podcast. Please, read from sheets. I am... I am... Sofa King. Sofa King. Now repeat all very fast, please. I am Sofa King. Faster. I am Sofa King. No, not so fast. Lose its meaning. I am Sofa King. We beat our head. You switch. Funny thing. What? I was trying to get this thing to switch. I was like fucking pressing it wouldn't switch. And uh, I you like, said I that like this way for the. I was like, it already happened. I was like, <laughs> cursed. Missed it. Cursed. Bell ring was good. Yeah. I liked the clank it. was late. I liked it. It was good. It was good I don't one. worry about the clank. It's just yeah. hot. As, long as, as long as whenever the bell strikes, it's nice. Oh, we did go to the, uh, the Twin Peaks Mall. Oh, really? Yeah. We were there. And, we, and we've been there before. Uh, but I never realized it was the mall that they filmed the Back to the Future at. So Where is it? It's in City of Industry. Oh, okay. It's like right by Frank's. Oh, you know, so I'm gonna uh, take Matt. They have the that. sign. They have I, the sign in there inside the they? mall. Yeah, down. It's on the second level, and it's like in this little nook that they have it in, and it's the fucking Twin Peaks Mall fucking sign. It says Twin Pines or something. Twin Pines. Yeah, yeah whatever it is, not Twin Peaks. Sorry. Well, no, Twin, Twin Pines. Peaks might be what it's actually called, and then they for the movie made. No, it it's Twin not. Pines. It's called like fucking. I don't know, El Segundo fucking yeah, something, something, whatever the fuck, L.A. I'm, I ain't even in the right place right now, but I don't give a fuck. So yeah. if you're from L.A. Right. and you're like, oh, my God, that's not even near City of Industry. Fuck off. Yeah. That's how I feel about it. I don't care. I don't ever want to go to City of Industry. I no, mean, it's cool. that's where the Fantasy Factory was. For fucking. Nah. Uh, I don't think there could be a worse name for a city. <clears throat> city there's just a lot of like industry there. Yeah. There's yeah, like, very there's a lot of where it's very industrial, a lot of warehousing. Um, there's just a lot of stuff there. Like, I mean, uh, Frankenstein's is in an old Costco. Like yeah. they moved, they were in a warehouse, like a big ass warehouse, but now they're in an old Costco and there's actually, dude, it's fucking crazy. Cause it's the first time I've went since they moved, which has been a while now. And I just haven't been down there, but the Costco, Think about a Costco parking lot. Mm-hmm. A lot of fucking cars go in the parking lot, right? Well, the overflow was going from their parking lot into another parking lot where there was, think about how big a Home Depot parking lot is, uh-huh. right? And then and then another like fucking like an Albertsons parking lot. Jesus Christ. The overflow was going into that shit and taking over their parking lots. That's how many fucking people go there in a day. Because when my nephew went there, he couldn't even get in. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. He got there at like yeah. 11 and they were like, no one else is getting in today. Yeah, and they, they started doing that for COVID, but now it's back no, normal. It's open. Yeah. And it didn't feel real packed in there. Like the parking lot, I mean, there was fucking thousands and thousands of people there, but it it, it felt good. Like it, it's a lot better. The The aisles are a little wider. Um, yeah, we found some good stuff. I pretty much have to do what I did the couple times I went to Comic-Con, mm-hmm. which is I got cash money yeah and i left all of my credit cards at home I oh yeah like, yeah yeah. i was like this is how yeah, much you definitely I'm have to do that yeah this is how you much definitely if you want to spend if you're 200 bucks is your fucking cap then, then, you then definitely don't because do i'm gonna fucking have some credit card and yeah. be like oh how about i do yeah because this? you'll you'll see something there 
that costs way but the, too much. This is the problem. There's an ATM there. And so, like, if if you really fucking have to have it, you'll fucking get it. No, like I said, I left all... Like, I had no way to get extra money. Yeah, yeah, but you'll borrow money. Like, you'll suck somebody's dick. <laughs> like, you'll I, find a way. I pulled it off at Comic-Con. But yeah, then see? again, when I was see? at Comic-Con, I was also married. Who'd you pull off at Comic-Con? Yeah. So I had, <laughs> I had my money, plus I had a wife to say, no, you're not getting more fucking yeah. money. But now I have yeah, no, no such things. No, so you I'm definitely like, there like, ugh. Like, yeah, know what you're going to spend. Because, um, like, I didn't even, I, I we went and, and I kind of went because we, we were trying to get some uh, supply stuff. Uh, and so, like, I wasn't really worried about, like, buying comics and stuff. Yeah. Then I fucking, you but find, you saw you shit. find yeah. shit and you're like, yeah. oh, wow. Like, fucking Bob's in there buying J. Scott Campbell covers. I'm like, fuck, those are my, that's my favorite. The artists. one thing like, that I, I did, I take that back. I did go over my budget at one point when I saw the, um, Yogi bear visits the UN from 1955. Mm. And I was like, I, I'm buying Yogi, Yogi bear. bear. Yeah. Yeah. It's the UN. It's the most absurd fucking comic book yes. I've ever heard of. <laughs> yeah, so I, I had to, I had to buy that one. That was only like fifty five bucks. I think. Yeah. No. Yeah. There's no. It's definitely. It's definitely a good time if you're into collectibles for sure. Yeah. And it's um, everything, right? It's. Oh yeah, they got they gaming, everything there. Comics. Yeah, cards, uh, collectible cards, magic, Pokemon, Yu Gi Oh stuff, and then uh, yeah, role playing games. Uh, yeah, there's all kinds of stuff. Anime. Yeah, a lot of comics. Yeah, sports yeah. cards. I mean, there's there's tons of stuff if you're into fucking collecting pins. You know, somebody's got yeah, a boot yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's it's fucking. A, it's uh, a nerd if you're looking for uh, all of your McDonald's uh, collectibles that you missed, yeah, you know, they all got the, that all shit the poisonous there. Lead cups. Yes, yeah, yeah they're all there. Um, yeah, so, it's but just, it, but it's run like an antique mall, right? So it's like, uh, yeah, there's multiple, just booths. Just booths. It's not yeah, like, but there's people manning the booths. Yeah, yeah. So yeah for sure. It's not like an antique mall where you just walk around and be like, I need a number four seventy one. Because my first notion of it was it was just yeah. it was Frankenstein. No, it's like a it's like everything. a swap meet indoor. Gotcha. Like everybody has booths. It and makes the, sense. It's clean though. Like it's uh, yeah, it, it, it's a good time if you're into collectibles because man, there there is something. There's literally something for everybody. Mm-hmm. And you take your wife, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, like this is stupid." And they're like, "Oh wow, purses." Yeah, exactly. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I used to nice. love that yeah. cartoon as a child. Yeah. Oh wow. You know? purses, oh, I used you know? to have that Care Bear. Yep. And then it's like, oh yeah, no. there's a ton of stuff. Yeah. yeah. yeah like, um, and my wife, she's not into um, like collecting anything, but she likes going. There's like tons of stuff there. You know what I mean? There's like, like whatever you were into as a little kid. Um, it's there. Like yeah. it, it's there. Like there's, there's so much cool stuff. Retro nephew, gaming is supposed to come in a, another month or so. Maybe we'll go down there and yeah, for sure. Frank and son. Yeah. It's definitely a good time. How late are they open? Um, they're open from like eight to, or nine to six or something like that. Yeah. Maybe we'll, so you can look online. I mean, there's, pick there's them a, up from LAX and stop by on the way. Oh, you for back. sure can. Yeah. Yeah, and you either want to go like later in the day. Yeah, like, I'd go later because uh, people have already came and gone, or you got to get there right there right the and fucking you know you can get you yeah. a nice spot. But yeah, yeah we we uh, Hanna's is right next door. Yeah. It's right there in the parking lot. Yeah. Get somebody to throw a scrimp in your mouth. Yes, yep. It smelled good. A scrimp? A scrimp? Yeah, a scrimp. Yeah. Scrimp. Scrimp champy. Yeah. Probably not gonna like this, but you want to try it? There it I'll is. I'll try the whiskey first okay. and foremost. So this is from uh, Josiah Allen. Um, we drank one a couple of weeks ago. It's from uh, Colkigan Santa Fe, Colkigan, Colkigan, uh, Santa Fe Spirits, and this is a single malt whiskey. Uh, 
aged in American white oak barrels. Mm, it rhymes good. with vegan. A lot of a lot of single malt whiskeys are American white oak barrels mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Wow. Good. A little warm. That's There's warm, like but... an immediate flavor burst. Ugh. Yeah. Before you normally ever get. It's like flavor. really smooth, but really like really smooth. Deep down. I got well, a, I got a dragon burn. I got, I got a burn, but like, it's really smooth, man. Like, I it's took like a big a, gulp. It's like a fruit, like a fruit burst right in the front of your mouth. Right. When you get that's like good. a vanilla fruit. Mm, that's good. Bomb. That's really, that's a, that's really a, good. Yeah. So like, and that's what's crazy, like how many whiskeys you had whenever whenever one pops like that. Like that's a that really, really good pops. That's, that's different. Really that's not a normal sure. and it's different and good. See, and that's what I can't understand. Like people don't like scotches. Yeah, there's such a range. Oh, man. How it's hot a, is that? Is that's that with mountain is water. that above normal mm. percentages? Even with my glasses, I can't. Probably not. It's probably forty. It's on the it's written on the label, I think, is why it's that handwritten right there. It's I got that it does shit. have some heat, but man, it's it warm on my chest. Hundred and eighteen proof. Oh, that's why. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. That, that's why it's a little hot. spicy. Yeah. Well, you know what? Surprisingly, not as hot as you would think. Well, no, it was smooth. That now, yeah. It was really smooth. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was. Because that other one was, was really smooth, proof, which yeah. is barely above. I had that normal. for the clink, and I was like, ooh, it's kind of For hot. that being that a 118, there. that's pretty my mind. And the flavor. Like yeah, the flavor for that flavor to come out first. Uh, you, don't, you didn't get an alcoholic like flavor. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you get that with the high. No, right. no Conor McGregor didn't taste like a yeah. Burn. It didn't right taste in. like Conor because that was a deep heartburn burn. It didn't even burn in my mouth. It just burnt. Yeah, past my, it didn't even burn my chest, man. It was just a warmth. Like it, yeah. it was warm, but it was very smooth. That is really. I took good. a big gulp, man. That was real oh, good. There's a bunch of these. If you're, like that. if you're out Santa Fe way and you like uh, what's whiskey, that? What's that's that a called? unique one. That's the Colkegan. Col- um, single malt whiskey. Those are seventy bucks. Because the other one is, or oh, this that is can't the, even go on my shelf, man. Damn it! Well, they're different. oh, that, well, I don't know. One of them says 174. Yeesh! I don't know. It's, oh, so this is this is the, the single malt American white oak. And how do you spell that? C O L K E. I don't know. That's the green label. Is that the same thing? That's it. That's 174 on that one. Fuck! That's legit. Thank you, Josiah. So it's the single malt whiskey. It's a single malt whiskey in the American white oak. Let me see here. And it's yeah. the green label. One of them says, and then one other one's the, the, the red green label. Green. I don't know, man. One of them says 70 bucks. The other one says 170 bucks for that one we just drank. Jesus The green Christ. label. Yeah, Cast Cartel, 174.99. Damn, Josiah. I can't see. We had no uh, he idea. He probably didn't pay Damn. that. Maybe. He didn't pay that. You don't think so? I don't think he paid that. I think he put him in his sweatpants okay. and limped out. Put even him on a credit he card. Put him in his sweatpants <laughs> and limped out. <laughs> oh shit! Like wow, damn it! This is awkward. What if oh, it's, not, what if it's locked, not whiskey? And I, I locked myself out of the site. I clicked. I wasn't twenty one. It won't let me in now. I saw a great video of someone who did tuck two bottles of tequila in his sweatpants. Dude, there's some big girls on security, that get all kinds on security of crazy camera. Shit. He stuffed them in his pants and then started walking, and then they fell out of his oh, uh, yeah. bands. And then they slipped down both of his, his legs ankles. and they both shattered. Oh, shit. And then he slipped and landed on the jagged glass <laughs> covered in tequila and had to hobble his way out of the store. It was fantastic. That was one tequila, two tequila, <laughs> three tequila floor. <laughs> yeah. I approve. Yes. And uh, our hot sack this week goes to uh, Reddit user Naja Stoles 28 Um 
She went to the dog house, spelled H-A-U-S, all German style. Haas, dog Haas. Dog Haas. Um, and got a crazy looking hot dog that, uh, and she uh, said that there uh, is, or he, uh, found uh, El Yucateco in the wild and posted it on there. Um, that's how you do it. That's how you do it. I bombed a bunch of people this week. I went into substation and just bombed everybody in there. I just went. I saw more customers. I went back and got more minis, and I just walked in and started handing random people fucking mini bottles. Nice. That's kind of awesome. But there aren't any hashtags or ats for El Yucateco to notice it, so we have to... Yeah, you're going to do it yourself. We might have to do that in the comments. But uh, thank you for the for the post uh, that was on Reddit. Like we said, we look at all the social mediums for our hot sack, uh, and we award accordingly. Um, if you see it in the wild, take a picture of the bottle and or your food. Uh, if you cook something delicious, if you have something funny happen, and you pose it with your Star Wars figures, whatever. Uh, makes a cool El Yucateco moment, uh, snap it, share it, and you might win our hot sacks. And for the moment, our hot sacks are pretty hot shit because we've got a whole lot of stuff upstairs. So you're in for a treat if you get the hot sack. And then um, Joshua Lee Roberts just sent me a message with a bottle of fucking like, I don't know if it's whiskey or alcohol. But I'm uncomfortable. That motherfucker has a snake in oh, it. Oh, yeah. We talked about that oh, nasty yeah, shit. That's tequila, probably. The hubuku. I think it's like a hubuku. A lot of times it's a rice wine. Dude, uh, yeah. you found my kryptonite. You found whiskey. my kryptonite. I don't know what it is. but yeah, I As long as there's not spiders in there, I'll drink no. it. Ooh, that makes me so uncomfortable, man. It's weird how uncomfortable I get. But if you like the show, um, you can go to patreon.com black slash podcast. Uh, give a monthly donation to uh, support us and what we do. The show's always going to be free to the masses, but if you don't want to be one of the masses and you're tired of being a fuckface peasant, give just a buck. You get all of our bonus episodes, 200 and something of them. I don't know, a lot. There's a uh, lot. Now, there's a yeah. lot. 260, 270. I don't fucking know. We just did a 170 numbered one. That was the one that, that I've had numbered. Uh, but there's a shitload before we started numbering. Well, yeah, kind of, yeah. I don't, I don't even know. I, don't, I haven't really kept count, but I know some aren't numbered, right? Um, and yeah, so 170 are numbered. So there's at least, you know, going real close to 200 for sure. Somewhere around there, like there's a lot. That's a lot of episodes. That's, a lot that's, of episodes. that's more episodes than most podcasts have. So that's for, sure. for a dollar, and then for if you're tired of waiting around to, for the for the Tuesday Friday drop, you can upgrade and yeah, we're about get we're gonna hit early. our we're gonna hit our soft one thousand. Like if we if we keep the track of the 1, yeah. yeah the soft yeah, yeah, one thousand. Yeah, if we do 1, 000, yeah. our our episodes that are released <laughs> right. and then yeah, yeah. and then our bonus episodes, they call that a soft one thousand. It's also the name of our uh, rhythm and blues band. Yes, yeah, soft one thousand. Mm-hmm. That's fucking yeah, like Power Man. Yeah, Power yeah. Man five thousand, but we're soft one thousand. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like that. But yeah. Uh, Patreon.com uh, black slash and you can find us there. Yeah. And we are members of the Podbelly Podcast Network, so go check out your pods and your bellies. Put it in your mouth, put it in your ears, and you'll have happy podcasting experiences. Wow, I found the the Collagen 6 Alpha 3 Rabbit Anti-Human Clone 118 Novus Biologicals. I don't think that's the same whiskey. Four hundred and forty-five dollars in stock. Wow! Trying to find the that whiskey. I found it for seventy. The Coke again. The green one. Yeah, the green one. Oh, maybe that one had a type. Seventy ain't not the fucking fuck no. Especially he sent two bottles. Two bottles. So he still did spend one forty. Mucho appreciado. No, I'm not. I'm not trying to lay him down. I'm not trying to play them down. Sometimes when you look up those whiskeys, yeah. especially like small batch range. ones, 
yeah, they're like really expensive probably because they're they're uh, importing them or mm-hmm. something else, you know. Someone had to get them through there. Yeah, because it's a Scotch. So I mean, is it from New Mexico that one? Or from is New they, Mexico. Yeah. So so it can't be called a Scotch. It's like a bourbon that's made in Oregon. They call them bourbons, but it's not well, really they don't a Scotch. Technically, call it a Scotch. They call it huh? a single malt whiskey. Oh, okay. I thought you said it's a Scotch whiskey. Hmm. Oh, okay. Never mind. I heard wrong. Yep. Single malt whiskey. Okay. American. Never mind. It's good still. Then it's after right. all this time, okay. I'm oblivious to what counts for what and what makes something a bourbon well, versus a Scotch. Scotch like is that. made in Scotland. Right. But okay. it also depends on the and there's a there's a space side and there's a yeah there's the well the scotches are made in a certain type of air it's a seaside air you know mm-hmm. what I mean they're 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 next to the sea mm-hmm. uh, and then there's the Highland Scotch which is usually spicier and I I don't like Highland Scotch and it's smoky um, and then you have the the space sides see I like this company because they just say single malt whiskey. Yeah, and they don't create a bullshit category. It's yeah, like someone yeah. will it's be made like from a single malt. Fine, yeah. you know. You have a blended, like a blended fine Scotch Georgia whiskey. Yeah, and it's oh, like that's wow. not a category. Yeah, it's not a category. Of it whiskey. is now. It is now. It isn't. Yeah, so, but butthole whiskey, American West whiskey. If you if that's you had if you had whiskey that was uh, made in American oak casks and then fermented in someone's butthole, mm-hmm. it'd be butthole whiskey. That would be butthole whiskey. Yeah. Right. That counts. That's fair. Yeah. 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 By definition, yeah. I mean. Yeah. That's a lot of work to go into, though, because yeah, you have to, like, is. you have to surrogate all the Well, I mean, people. you could take, you could take a 30-year-old, like, malted, you know, 30-year-old single Thir- malt island scotch, yeah. and as soon as it passes through a butthole, it's just butthole whiskey. Yeah. yeah. And, like, and that like, trumps and any other whiskey. Like, movie. my other category that I thought of was, like, the sneak attack butthole whiskey. It was mm-hmm. when you kidnap the people and store the whiskey in their butthole. For like, that shit's like an 18 year. So that's a long part of their life they're missing. So it's a sneak attack. Mm-hmm. Butthole whiskey. So you've got they, the, they just, they they just come out. Had and to clinch fun. for yeah. 18 years. Yeah. Just yeah. Like holding yeah. It. Mm-hmm. They don't know that's what's rough. happening. Yeah. You've disconnected them from life for 18 years yeah. and they come back and they're just old now. I got Braveheart on loop. He's yeah. like, hold, hold. And just sitting there fucking clinching their butt cheeks yeah, for I 18 years. Yeah. We don't I really, you just we don't really track what happens to them after. We just let them no. go. We release them back. That might be, I might be actually helping the bum population. That might I be. Keep, a, I keep mine in a float tank. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I don't want, I don't want any stressors going from the butt to the whiskey. Yeah. It creates so a different I uh, flavor. Very, I want yeah. them to be very calm. It creates a different flavor. Yeah. It's like when you, uh, what is it? When you kill the animals, they have to be calm. Right, or else they release uh, they so release they, uh, toxin into their blood, and, like yeah, and it I makes them taste different. I don't think I believe that. I don't know. No, there's all kinds of weird shit. Like I know that like once you cut a certain vegetation, like it releases chemicals that are supposed to like fend off like insects Warm. and stuff. Yeah, yeah so, so it tastes the same. Yeah, once it gets pierced, like shit comes out of it. How are you supposed to like make it where it doesn't though? Eat it as fresh as uh, possible. Like immediately eat, eat it, it while it's on there. Like, yeah, just, straight from the source as it was intended. Yeah, yeah. You got to be like fucking. What is that? You only eat fruit that's fallen from yeah. the tree. And be careful what your definition right. of fruit is. Right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I berries, forgot about accessory yeah. fruits. Yeah, Shit's banana, crazy. Right banana berries. Shit's crazy yeah. out here right now. Yeah, they're they're running their own cancel culture. I mean, <laughs> fucking strawberries ain't even a berry, bitch. We knew about Instaberry a long time ago. Yeah, though. Instaberry. Yeah. yeah. You gonna try this shit? Um, what is it? Why you keep um, trying to? Definitely pressure not gonna us. like it. I'm just saying it's out here. Um, Why are you trying to pressure us? 
It's fucking. We just drank 118 proof. I, I poured a little. I appreciate heavy. it. I know I mean, you're not gonna like it. Shout it's beer mosa style sour IPA mm. peach. Ooh, that sounds awesome. I have to say the can looks uh, really cool. Nicole Smith Bosch designed this can, and it's for a good cause. Let me see the can. Uh, Dustin uh, McCauley. Um, <laughs> can, can I see the can? Second self bottle can share. I, they they can donate I, can proceeds. I, can, I, can I see the can? It's gonna hand it over. They donate proceeds to uh, families with. Uh, I don't know what was it like life altering events. So it's for charity. Yeah. Um, and the cold of the label, super, it's super, super cool, cool, like eighties, you know, totally tubular. Yeah, yeah. Super cool label. I posted it up on the live feed. Um, we'll post it in the group. But I grabbed some because she designed it and wanted to support the cause. Um, but man, I'll be honest. Yeah, like I couldn't drink a whole can of that. Probably, I'm not about sours. I mean, I'll drink an IPA, but that's like sour IPA and then peach. But the label's super man, cool, and so is the cause. It smells like beer. Try a little drink. Just pour a little bit in a glass. Try nah, a little bit. I don't want to. Just a little bit. I don't or like drink it out of can. If it ain't Cobra, I really don't. I drink know, but it. I really like your your uh, your reaction to be honest, because I I know you're not gonna like that shit. There you go on the ground as Brad does it. <laughs> Some clean my, carpet. Almost did it on my posters. Yeah, it is. Oh, that would. Oh suck. yeah, that would suck. <laughs> yeah, let's watch Brad do it because he's gonna do that. I mean, I can drink it. Do the fine. Pacino maybe though. He might not like it. <laughs> what do you think <laughs> I'm gonna do? <laughs> yeah, you, like it, that or. Now that I called it out, you probably won't trying. do like either. You're probably just. I need the Nicolas Cage poster of me. Yeah, you know well, what I mean, like, is it moment. is it bees today? Like, I yeah. don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like a thermometer with different Brad's on there, <laughs> different Brad faces. Threat level. How you feeling today? Threat level, Brad <laughs> Putin. Yeah, that's the top one for sure. <laughs> just yeah. like angry Brad. Yeah, he's pushing people off balconies. George, <laughs> go for it. Let's see it. See, I knew it was going to be mild. I'd- it's sour. Tastes a little bit like peach socks, <laughs> if we're honest. Sours are always weird. Not a big reaction yeah. one way or the other. It was, yeah, it's like a taste watered down a little bit. CJ Laser likes uh, like sours. Like a lot of people like sour beers like that. Is it supposed to be like watered down tasting? Mm, I don't know. That it's supposed to be watered. It didn't have like a, I thought it was going to be more hoppy. It's not very hoppy, us. honestly. Yeah, yeah the IPA yeah. doesn't come through on that. It's just mm-hmm. sour. I, I don't even. Sour. I can't really tell the peach, to be honest. Yeah, I miss the peach. Yeah, but it is definitely sour. Yeah, that's I for wash sure. Wash my glass out because it's uh, sitting there and ruin it. Yeah. This motherfucker using expensive whiskey to wash his glass out. Watch the poster. Uh, did you hit the poster? <laughs> no. Where are the posters right, at? Right, right there. Right Ooh, there. That's dangerous. <clears throat> We're good. <laughs> Brad's baller move. Washing his glass with 15-year fucking whistle pig, whistle pig <laughs> and throwing it on the ground. Does. Yeah, I'm going to get a big bottle just, yeah, just here. to wash. Just yeah. Can, yeah, Don't drink it. That's my washing whiskey. So. <laughs> and hang a poop knife next to it. Uh, yeah. So our topic today is the uh, infamous War of the Worlds broadcast from 1938. Um, the This was... I learned about this back in high school. It was like a big part of my history class. We did a whole thing on it. Um, but I, I, it's one of those topics that at this point I wonder like, is the, are there a lot of people who just don't even fucking know this story? I didn't. I never heard of it. You hadn't? Mm-mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of figuring this might be something <clears throat> yeah. lost to antiquity. So It's not the, something that's talked about. They don't no. teach it to you in school. You know yeah, what I mean? So unless yeah. you've actually like done a dive on, on something thing. that would run into yeah. it, you... Kind of, yeah, I've never heard it. I didn't so, hear about it. The summary, if you don't know what it is, and we'll get into all kinds of details. In 1938, um, Orson Welles uh, does, uh, um, so in 1938, there was no television. There were just radio shows. And there were only, to my knowledge, there were only three radio networks. There was ABC, NBC, and CBS. I might be wrong on that account. Um, 
I know those were the national networks for radio and they became the national networks for, uh, for television once TV was invented. But Orson Welles, the actor, famous actor, um, you know, he made what is arguably to many people the greatest film ever made, which is Citizen Kane. Um, and before he made Citizen Kane, just a couple of years before he made Citizen Kane, he ran a theater called the Mercury Theater Company, yes. if I'm not mistaken. Um, and the Mercury Theater Company was a stage theater, but the actors um, and the stagehands from the Mercury Theater Company had a contract to also do a radio show. So they would adapt plays and books to be a one-hour uh, event and they would put it on. So they had done Dracula, for example, they took Dracula, they made it into a one hour story and then they would do it live over the air. There were sound effects, we'll do it live, you know, and I've seen like, there's been like a little bit, there was a, a sort of comeback of that kind of theater in LA. I was, I was lucky because of my friend Andy and we got to geek out and there was one that was a bunch of like uh star Trek, uh, people who did a radio show, but it was live. Um, but you basically are doing this play in a short amount of time and there's live sound effects. So it'll be like, Oh, there's gunfire. And then all of a sudden someone has the gunfire sound right. effect. And they're like, if you were watching a film in the studio, someone's doing that right. sound effect on a microphone 20 feet away from they're where like, Orson Welles was. Pew, yeah, pew. Exactly. <laughs> or it's like they're, Oh, the, then the wind blew through the reeds and they've got something that sounds like wind through the, you know, and they're just doing it all live time right there. And it's kind of cool. Like right. it's a cool, it's a cool event Thanks. and a cool Thanks. experience. Yeah, yeah was, that was really <laughs> that was cool. Good, yeah. Um, I for oh, the that first was time, yeah. yeah, that was. You thought yeah. it was windy down I, here. You huh? thought a whispering wind just came yeah. to the yeah, studio. I didn't even yeah. know. I didn't even know. Um, but for the first time ever, I actually, while doing the research, I listened to the whole broadcast. I, I'll be honest, I tried. I yeah. went through thirty minutes of it, and I was like, "Fuck, I don't know." I just it's only I, an hour. I was, I was tired, into yeah. it. I was way into it. I, I can see where you it. would be. Yeah, yeah I mean, sure. the beginning started out yeah. like narration mm-hmm. stuff and yeah. talking about how they've been watching us and shit. That was super cool. Um, but I, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I just couldn't watch. It. I was fucking tired though. I had driven all the way yeah. to L.A. It's funny so, to me though that the that the believability of it of the entire storyline unfolding in one hour. They were like, "Oh, look, explosions on Mars." Yeah, no, no. That's oh, that's all part of that's all part that's all part of the discussion that happens so so but it's not so that's what happens big deal that's not really worthy there were thousands of such radio broadcasts but the reason this one uh made a difference is because they made the decision like and we'll get into it but for various reasons they made the decision to make it sound like a live news broadcast instead of music yeah yeah. instead of sounding like a a a radio show we're going to make it sound like a news broadcast um, to make it where Marsh, I mean, it's War of the Worlds. Right. Like the fucking Martian tripods land. They yeah. start to fucking take over New Jersey. It's like if They're you tuned in in the New very York beginning, City. it probably wasn't a big deal. But if you tuned in a little bit late, it was like, we right. interrupt this broadcast. This is just happening. This is yeah, just yeah, happening. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, aliens have invaded. And it was like, oh shit. I was trying to think, like, man, this was believable to them. That was their only way. There was nothing else. There were no special effects. There was no, I mean, there was nothing in the world. And there's, there's three fucking networks and one of them is broadcasting this and it sounds like a news reporter. So this, so this is meant to be real at the time, right? Or was it like a story? It's questionable as to whether, what his intent was. was. And, and too though, like think about like, think about 
being back then, and there's not a whole lot of entertainment. You know what I mean? If you're a kid right. or if you're right. somebody, I was thinking about like, that's you like probably had a mind, better imagination like, as yeah. an adult back yeah. then. To be yeah, yeah. Sure. No, and that's sure. what I'm saying. If you're listening to that, you're like, wow, this would be really because cool. Because now we knowing have, like, that that's not really happening. You can have you know? shit that would blow what people's was, mind. Yeah. Like right now, we have shit that would blow people's mind back then. And we oh, look at yeah. like, oh god, that's if they watched Independence Day, they'd be like, fucking like, oh my god, like did this really happen? When did this war happen? And we're like, yeah, those special effects suck. Right. You know I mean, so we're right. like, we're fed this shit. We need the best of the fucking best effects to believe it now. And back then they were like, ooh, if someone's shaking a fucking sheet of metal, it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. making yeah. some yeah. noise. Yeah. Like, oh God, that's a flying saucer landing. But here's, well, look at like, you know, you get to the skip to the seventies and you have Star Trek and stuff and you look at that shit now and you're like, wow, those are, that monster was not real. But back then, <laughs> yeah. and that's yeah. what, that's what I was thinking about. Like back then, like, like even Star Wars, right. like you watch it now and you're like, oh, like, it's okay, Star but Wars when it's a radio, it still good. holds up. It holds up, but if it holds good. up, you're like, wow, that's really pretty good. If it holds up from the seventies, think about what people thought of that shit in the seventies. They were right. they were oh, minds blown were fucking away. blown, yeah. you know. But and, then, uh, yeah, but keep in mind, like take away the vis- radio, keep yeah, take away the visual radio. factor. Just make it words only, or just the power of a novel yeah. where the special effects are perfect. Because it's your, in your brain is generating yeah. it. It's in your you mind. Yeah. There was also a lot of like pent up social anxiety about the upcoming possibility the upcoming of war. The, so yeah, people were like, were about to I mean, evade. you could even equate this to like mind frame. Like when I'm listening to mind frame, like the things are going on. What what I envision to be happening is probably different than what for sure. you're envisioning for sure. when you're writing it. Uh, Even though my version's really good, hundred percent, it's different still in some in some light. Even and though you're explaining ways, like, the way light crests through a window or right. something, I see it differently. Brad's like, it, Even though my version's better than even, the way yeah, it, it is, is. Yeah. it will be because it's <laughs> my it, version, and it can right. get uncomfortable because I've written plays before, yeah, and like when they're being rehearsed. Or yeah, performed like, ooh, like, like when they're being performed. I like I've had to just leave the theater. Yeah, because I'm like not I wrote this yeah. and this is not this. Like, and else, I'm not yeah. even talking shit. I'm like I think the actors are doing something better than with this than I could have. Right. But this isn't what I wrote anymore. Yeah. This is a yeah. different. You thing, call that a perfect pyramid of pubes? Yeah. <laughs> I had yeah. to I think not triple P's. Yeah. So, but oh, once this once this comes out. Um, there are reports of panic and riot and people believing oh, it's wow, true. Yeah. And uh, like one mayor of a city calls in and says that people were like trying to storm uh, city hall in this oh, different wow. town. Allegedly people were jumping out of windows and off and of buildings. People but... were like loading their shotguns because people were thinking there's an invasion hmm. going on. Um, how so big like, was that blown out of proportion? Pretty you know, big. That really, like, it by really most, happened. By most, it, it did happen. Yeah, but historical accounts are that it was something a like few people. The next day, twenty five thousand newspaper articles were written about it. That's a lot. And everybody was like Hearst and the Hearst machine of newspapers. I think were sensationalizing right. this thing. So I, I I believe it did happen that night, but yeah. I think the newspapers made it a much bigger deal, yeah. which was just amazing for Orson Welles. For sure. Yeah. Fucking for sure. thank you for yeah. that. <laughs> he was like, the Billy Ray Cyrus of 1939. Yeah. He, the next day, he's a fucking, you know, world, world known superstar. Yeah. Um, but and he did. Uh, well, I'll, I'll wait. We'll, we'll get. And that's some shit that didn't notes. happen. To have instant fame like that, that was no. probably the in first that of day. Time. Yeah, that, that's, that's something that can happen nowadays. To go from I'm this yeah. guy. I'm 23. He was literally like a yeah. Bieber. Like like holy shit, I'm famous. And the thing is, the the like when you listen to the actual broadcast, it opens 
and it's the Mercury uh, Theater presents H.G. Uh, Wells' War of the Worlds, and they, exp- you know, they talk about it. Then there's an opening narrator that goes through and says, you know, humanity was at the brink, and it like talks you through this whole narration, and then it like sets the stage, says this, you know, disclaimer. Um, this is not a real news broadcast. This is entertainment. And then the fake news broadcast starts. And the plan was that they would, every time they would cut to commercial, they'll do another announcement that just reminds people that this is, this is fake. But since they were, they had some side contract with CBS. So they weren't on the regular, uh, they didn't have regular, uh, advertisers, at regular sessions, they could do it however they wanted it to, to fit their hour, as long as they fit them in. So they went almost 45 minutes before their first commercial break. So if you turned in a minute and a half late, you didn't get told again for 45 minutes that this thing is fake. Right. So, and if you're in there like, Oh my God, this is really happening. And then they're like, this is just, well, we're just kidding. Like, what but the then, fuck? but you're used to the fact that you know, and at the one of the articles I read said that a radio listener would have been savvy to the fact that every ten or fifteen minutes we're going to cut to commercial, and the only time they don't cut to commercial is when there's breaking news, and then there are no commercial forty five fucking. So minutes. when you're sitting there and you're like, "This is fake, isn't it?" And they're like, "Well, they're not fucking cutting to commercial," and then it's and like, "You wait longer, going. they're still not cutting to commercial." It's yeah. been thirty minutes; they still haven't cut to commercial, and the shit's the action is getting worse and worse and worse and worse. Yeah. Think how many like people we fantastic. fooled with that nuclear seven hundred thousand soldiers have already died, yeah. and you're like, "Oh my god!" Like <laughs> when we did the nuclear missile warning, like, oh yeah, fucking message. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we fucking Orson Welled a bunch of people. Yeah, and we're not even live. Like that's the beauty. Yeah, of it, yeah, know? it's like days later, <laughs> years later, yeah. people got fucking yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah, years later, we got messages like "you motherfuckers." Are they so Russian? Good. You yeah, motherfuckers. So ah, that wasn't Russian. Yeah, that's Russian. Yeah. And even at the beginning, the producer named John Houseman, who went on to become a huge Hollywood producer because of this, he produced Citizen Kane and then became like a major studio head. He said, our actual broadcasting time from the first mention of the meteorites to the fall of New York City was less than 40 minutes. (laughs) During that time, men traveled long distances, large bodies of troops were mobilized, cabinet meetings were held. The impossible Savage battles fought on land and in the air, and millions of people accepted it emotionally, if not logically. So it's like, at the beginning, it's really kind of live time. But after about 20 minutes, it's like, mean like this professor just went from Princeton to Grover's mill. And now he's gone from Grover's mill to New York city. And it's only been like 25 minutes. And people are like, like yeah, but wouldn't. when you're engulfed in this yeah, like, yeah, yeah. thing, like, yeah. you know, it would, it would be the same thing of watching a movie. You watch a movie in an hour and a half. Right. And in that, in that time frame, it starts from point A to point B where they've saved the world and it's been fucking months, you know? And, and, I, I think and you can only, get on board with that because your brain, right? There's something in your brain that can just fucking like switch off time. And I think the only sh- the only thing I can think of that's tried to do that realistically was the show 24, where in 24 like, hours, where this yeah. episode is live time from yeah. one o'clock till two o'clock, or the, f- or the f- you know. first 48, first 48. Yeah. Well, it's not live time though. Sure it is. 50 first dates too. They yeah. skip. They skip part dates. of it. Officer, the only, Officer Bendejo. The, the only problem, the, 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 yeah. the problem the was 24, day. though, was that most of the left. seasons took place in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. 
and he would be like, I'm getting on the freeway right now. I'll be right there. And then they would do like two other scenes and every so often they'd cut to Jack driving down the freeway and it's and like, no cars. it's fucking four 30 yeah. Yeah. and you're Sorry, in LA. Buddy. Like yeah. you, it's not like believable. Four 30 to seven 15 should have been Jack Bauer stuck yeah. in traffic. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting on the freeway. I'll be there in about four hours. Be there by eight 30. Unless it's Easter Sunday. I did it yesterday. Yeah. I was in LA at like oh, yeah. 30, yeah. five nice. o'clock. Yeah. yeah. You know what? Uh, Saturday, uh, there was a lot of traffic, but, but it, it moved. Yeah. Like yeah. we hit one slowdown. Uh, and that was it, man. Like what, it was fucking, uh, the one thirty seven merging to the five. Like, okay. like it was What's and, the one thirty seven. Don't worry about it, fool. <laughs> He's got <a> toll bridge. <laughs> and no, it's no? like it's just it's going. It's like uh, south of the two ten, like uh, going up, weird. like kind of middle LA, whatever. Okay. Like, and uh, it's like between the two ten and the ten. I took the one thirty five east on accident yesterday because like it was like keep right, keep right, keep right, stay left. Uh, maybe it's one thirty five. Yeah, maybe it's one thirty five, not the one thirty seven. I don't yeah. know. I don't. I don't. I just go like. I was gonna say because I took one thirty five last night on maybe. accident. I never heard of it. I was like, maybe. oh weird. Yeah. Coming out of LAX is a fucking mystery, dude. Oh no, the one thirty four. One thirty four. One thirty four. Goes through Glendale, Galleria. Yes. Okay, so here's here's some backstory. So the Mercury Theater. Um, Orson Welles was 23, which when you see photos of him, he looks, he looks like he was 15 <laughs> at this time. He looked like a fucking kid. Yeah. He looks pretty baby faced. I don't know though. I have that impression of like everyone in those old yearbooks looks 40. Maybe. Like I think he looks older, but I'm thinking you might've been looking and it was like, accolades. Still talking like, like yeah, were, copper shame. Yeah. That's how he talked. But just as accomplishment at 23 to be such a fucking, to command such an audience and control and be in charge of fucking people. And he's such a good actor. And it was, an acc- such a it was accidental though. Voice. Yeah. But it he kind was of still, was accidental. The thing is though, he was still running his own theater so. company and his theater company was good enough that when CBS was looking at every theater company in the nation, they were like, we want this kid's well, theater you know. company. Yeah, for sure. Like he had the you talent. Know. He had the talent. He but started if, but at if, 16 though. Did you know that? Yeah. I watched that documentary and he yeah. went walking into some fucking production place and swore that he was some kind of like, Hollywood big shot wearing a fucking suit. Funny. And they're like, this is a 16 year old kid. This fucking yeah. guy, what's he fucking going off about? But they were like, but look at him. They're like, we know you're lying right now, but fucking kudos. Yeah. You're fucking hired. Yeah, and they yeah, hired yeah. him yeah. on the spot. Yeah. And he, they gave him some job doing whatever. No, he was definitely a, a genius of his generation. Yeah. yeah. Like for sure. Um, if, it, if it wouldn't have blew up in the papers though, do you think it would have, you know, it would have went anywhere? I guess he probably still would have done something else. I think, I think, because the thing is, the one of the things about this show was he was the most advanced with because you, you with the I would read, board. I, yeah, exactly. I would read interviews with him, and it was like you know, I I heard of one guy in London who did a show like this, so I kind of took elements from that, and I heard of a guy that did this, and I liked that element, so I wanted to put that in War of the Worlds. Think World. about how and, hard that would be to find. Like you don't have the internet. Well, the radio like, stations would record them, and I guess if you were in the radio, you'd be able to shit, get a copy like, somehow. That's crazy. Or though. an actor would be joining yeah. your troupe, and you'd be like, "Oh, bring recordings of the shit that you did." You know? Yeah. And that's that's crazy though. Like yeah. that that in that day and age, it's like, oh, I heard of something. This radio station in France. Yeah. Or like yeah. you know, because think about when like. Think about when you were a kid, like trying to find music, right? You know what I mean, like, yeah. like unless somebody introduced yeah. it to you, like there was no searching. No, there was if just it wasn't the radio. Sam Goody yeah. or fucking whatever the fuck, you right. know, Sam Detroit Goody. music, you yeah. know, like fucking, you know, Battle Creek, Battle Creek Records, yeah, you know, like if it wasn't there, you didn't know about Midnight it. Midnight you know? Records, yeah, Midnight right. Records, that's oil though. Everything yeah. you know is in oil though. Well, that's where I live. You no know, trout's burned down. I told you, huh? You yeah. did. Yeah. I'm actually that's that's a big deal. Is it gone like to the ground? Yeah. Oh yeah, burn! I don't know. It was on fire this morning. That's a big deal Look for it oil, though. Yeah, it is actually. Save Dave's ass, though. It saved Dave's ass. It did, yeah. One yeah, because if you got a date and went there, oh my goodness, I'd be dunsky. 
so he was huge on special effects. Like he did more audio effects than any other radio show did. Um, and when you listen to a lot of them, it's like, keeping in mind, that's just some live time motherfucker, two mics over making that sound. I was like, this is kind of an impressive piece of yeah. audio engineering. Even like at one point when the professor, you know, was calling over a live wire from Grover's mill, they put like a distortion on the, on the microphone. Um, so you get this sense that he is long distance on a military yeah, yeah. wire, like even little things like that, that I would think in 1938, people weren't thinking of, dude, they were, and straight, if you like, did it, distance it sold through a megaphone. It, yeah. It's like, sold it, like just fucking, shit, yeah. which just added to the, and even listening to some of the acting, like when shit was getting crazy, someone would be like, they would ask a question and be like, you know, what do you think the cause of this is? And the professor would like be mumbling about something and nervous. And then the guy would start to repeat the question. Doc, I said, what do you think that? And then the doctor would interrupt. And it was just like yeah. the, the, the acting of it, the committing to the scene was like really Dude, impressive. We fucking have no idea. Like the shit that people went through back then, like the creativity that we lack yeah. now to do like Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon. They fucking legit pulled the magnetic tape around the fucking room yeah. Yeah. around no, pencils yeah. and pulleys and shit. I mean, we talked about delay like, and slow down stuff to make it happen they had real watching clocks. watching those old uh like producers that yeah. guys who made beats and they would take like they would take a fucking reel from this band and take just the kick drum out of it and then yeah. tape all those cut motherfuckers it. They would cut it and, yeah. and scotch cut it tape, and it. tape it together to, to make, make a, a beat. beat right that shit is, is crazy fucking crazy yeah, people think they're badasses with fucking like they're little fucking fruity, loops fruity and loop, and you know and, like, and you're fucking no, a kai drum machine yeah and you're in your fucking workstation. Yeah, get the orange handled scissors and fucking Mother Christmas wrapper. Yeah, I couldn't do it. Like that That's would be gangster. to make an entire yeah. three minute song by cutting and taping tape. I mean, that's how they edited yeah. movies too back in the day, man. They yeah. fucking cut that shit. Cut, cut, they and fucking the cut film. and spiced it. Yeah. That's fucking wild. crazy. Dude. So at one, at one point they were doing Dracula and they wanted the perfect <clears throat> sound effect for the stake being driven through the heart. And so it's like vampires are attacking the U.S. and like, is that what? No, is it was that just what Dracula. Like, they okay. were just doing a Dracula. So now they were This okay. is before. This is before War of the Worlds. Oh, okay, this is just okay, an example okay. of the stuff that they would okay. do. So they wanted to do it, and the sound guy came back, and he was like, "I think the best thing is going to be if we drive a stake Cantaloupe. through cabbage." Oh, and they did yeah, it. And, <laughs> and Orson yeah. Welles said, "Too leafy. We need blood." Oh, okay. So then they okay. filled, they oh. cored out the cabbage and put oh. liquid in it, and they did it. And he was like, "That still isn't good enough." So then they ended up getting like a watermelon. And they did it. And one of the reporters writing about it said, uh, Wells stepped from the control booth, seized a hammer and took a crack at the melon. Even the studio audience shuddered at the sound that night on a coast to coast network. He gave millions of listeners nightmares with what, even though it be produced with a melon and hammer is indubitably the sound the stake would make piercing the heart of an undead body. I mean, so that sounds was, rudimentary, but like the sh half the shit we hear on movies is is exactly that. Folly. Well, you it's see the yeah. you they see the guys on uh, fucking glass. You and, see the guys on uh, like Facebook reels and stuff or whatever, and they're like, "There's like a scene to a movie," and he's like, mm -hmm. "Like yeah. popping balloons oh, yeah. and shit, or like they're walking, doing stuff." Yeah, you'll like, just see like, like oh, Wonder know, Woman's walking like, oh, across that? the hall, and then it cuts to some woman in a particular shoe on gravel, yeah. walking to the exact beat of the film. You yeah. Know? Because none of that the, stuff is mic'd. Yeah. Every single sound effect. They have to add all like that Like setting in. down yeah. a glass, picking up a pencil. Yep. Like none of that was on. A cigarette. The Just only, like, the the, only the thing crackle, they're recording yeah. is I'm the pretty actor's good. Did you hear voice. That, shit? that was you really fucking, fucking good. Did you crackle the fire. Yeah. Oh, I can't do it. Oh, that was tight, though. 
Yeah. yeah. Oh, I was almost there. The last part was good. Yeah. yeah that was good. My throat. You guys put me on the spot. My throat did, fucking yeah. like watered up. Um, <sighs> watered up. Yeah. So War of the Worlds <laughs> uh, is supposed to come out uh, October 30th, um, 1938. And uh, they, and it tripped me out to, because at one point, H.G. Wells, the author of War of the Worlds, the novel, met Orson Wells because they were both on the same radio program years after this, which I thought was funny. Cause I, I mean, war of the worlds came out in like 1898. Um, so I wouldn't picture them sort of living together at the same time, but that was only 30 years, you know, HG Wells was yeah. probably an old man at the time, but he was still alive. Um, so they had, um, they had a high, they, the, they had become so successful that Orson Welles and his producer couldn't keep up with writing the scripts. So they hired a guy named Howard Koch to start writing some um, scripts for him. And he had been working on other writing as well. And he, once he joined the theater troupe, he said, Hey, if any of my other writing is something you're interested in, we can easily adapt it. I'm happy to use it, you know, for the theater group. So they were like, okay. So, um, he started working and he, and then they said, he said, Oh, I've got a copy of war of the worlds that I've been working at. And they were like, let's turn that into an hour. That's what we're going to, we're going to go with. So at one point, Orson Welles said, I had conceived of the idea of doing a radio broadcast in such a manner that a crisis would actually seem to be happening and would be broadcast in such a dramatized form as to appear to be a real event taking place at that time, rather a rear, uh, a real, uh, radio play. Hmm. And at this point they decided this is the one that we should do it with. So he starts to write the script and the author starts to have a hard time. That Koch guy starts to have a hard time. The producer hires a secretary for him to help him write it. And they just can't quite get it right. And that was when they, they, they did a recording of it and sent it to Orson Welles, who was rehearsing for a play at the actual Mercury theater. And he heard the recording and he said, this is awful. Like, this is horrible. It's so dull. No right. one's going to want to listen to it. And that was when he said, oh, that idea I have about an actual radio broadcast, let's do it with this. He was like, retool it so that it seems like a real live radio broadcast. We'll bring in an orchestra to the studio. And that's part of the cleverness of it is like the radio announcer is trying to just do the regular show. Right. And he's like, and then this hour is going to be a live music from such and such uh, music hall in New York City with Bob Joe's musical orchestra. Take it away with that ever time classic stardust right. and then this band starts to play a song and then in the middle of the song a different reporter cuts in and says uh, breaking news and mm-hmm. they but then they keep kind of trying to go back to the regular program which is this music and hg wells even said i want the music to be the most boring music we can find the and suspense. i wanted and he was like i wanted to stretch on for like like way too long so right when you hear that something dangerous is happening let's cut to the music and make the music last way too long right. so everyone's just on the edge of their seat like what the fuck is happening you that's know? the family guy thing where it just goes a little too long yeah. like okay this joke yeah. was over a minute ago and listening to it now it's like if they had two hours like if they did like five minutes of music and then cut back to it it would have had an even bigger effect yeah you know but they only had an hour to deal with so so what they did was was pretty good um so they end up uh, putting it that way. They do they do a run through that way, and and he's like, okay, I think this is it. So they play a recording of it for the CBS legal team, and they're like, there's no fucking way. 
Like, this is too realistic. This is going to freak everybody out. Because they specifically said Princeton, and they said this is happening at the Radio City Music Hall, and the Secretary of the Interior, and the, you know, they were like, don't name any colleges or universities. Don't say an actual ballroom. Don't name the hotel that it's at. Come up with fake names. So if you want to say a professor at a university in Princeton, that's fine. You cannot say at Princeton University, because Princeton's going to fucking sue us. Uh, Oh yeah. So they just shave they, like the description. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. um, you could say like, "Oh, you said Princeton University." And you're like, no, we said Princeton. Because it was it was written Princeton University Observatory, and then they just took out the university. So now it's just Princeton, Princeton Observatory. Observatory. That could be anywhere in the world. Yeah, that could be anywhere. Yeah. And then the the United States Weather Bureau in Washington D.C. was changed to the Government Weather Bureau. So they had all these real things. Um, Man, the, even in fucking 39 people were worried about little shit like that. We're getting asked sued. We're getting fucking yeah. sued. We're liable yeah, for that. Yeah, a thing. Yep. I mean, businesses. Because it was in the Hotel Biltmore, which is a huge hotel in New York, and they just changed it to Park Plaza, which didn't exist. Um, instead of the New Jersey National Guard going to war, it was just the state militia. So they had to get rid of these specific references yeah. um, to make people not freak out and be, not be too realistic. It didn't work, though. But I mean, imagine if that shit was yeah. all in there, it would have been even great. The, the impact would have been even crazier, you yeah. know? Um, so they rehearse it on October 29th with the sound effects and, uh, the, and the sound effects are, there's fucking cannons, there's machine guns, there's airplanes, there's a bombing run. Like there's a lot of fucking, you know, big end sound effects. Yeah. And it's like when they're on an airplane, the audio of the microphone gets distorted. The airplane sound is, is almost as loud the as the person. Yeah. It's like the sound mixing for 1938 is fucking great. Like if yeah. you were, especially you're sitting at home on a shitty ass radio yeah. in your yeah, living room. Yeah, because it's not translating. No, you, don't have, you don't have the fucking Dolby surround no, sound. No, it's all fucking sound, mono, paper yeah. cone. Yeah. yeah. It's going to sound perfect, yeah. dude. Old tube radio. Um. So uh, I want all the radios this came through. Those radios are badass. Oh, they are badass. Beautiful fucking radios. So Bernard Herman and his orchestra arrive in the studio and uh, they're getting ready to rehearse. And uh, Wells comes in and says, your music's too beautiful. It's got to be the most boring, crappy dance music you've ever played. Like, don't play good music. Like, they're make like, it bad damn, and make it boring because that's what this needs to be. And they're like, oh, you're they're the boss. Hire someone like, else. Okay. But they did it. Um and uh, he said he wanted to be a dance band, and uh, the guy in charge of the band afterwards even said, you know, I think his decision of what music we played is one of the things that was most successful about War of the Worlds, because then the music you didn't want it sounded to, weird, you didn't want to listen to it. Yeah, it was just like it fuck, probably sounded weird. Yeah, it was probably weird ass music. Like. And it was it was popular music at the time, but it was a little bit outdated. It was just boring to listen to it was stuff you weren't going to go out of your way on a sunday night to listen to and when all this crazy action is happening like, and then it cuts back to, to it. the most boring music imaginable you're like fuck it was like a tide commercial <laughs> in the middle of the fucking yeah. show you're trying to binge yeah. you're like fucking yeah. get back to the show what happened yeah true yeah fuck um, this grass stain so uh the mn uh the producer said as the music played on and on its effects became increasingly sinister a thin band of suspense stretched almost beyond endurance that piano was the neatest trick of the show so um even you know and again this all speaks to me of orson wells genius like he knew exactly how to maximize everything to manipulate the emotional impact yeah it makes sense of, of what he's gonna do 
And again, listening to it with today's ear, it doesn't seem that sinister. But when I was fucking taking my brain back in time to 1938, when I listened to it, I was like, this is some intense shit. There's yeah. like two soldiers in gas masks watching a fucking tripod spread chemical weapons over Grover's mill and they start to choke while they're talking and the mic goes dead because you just heard them both die. That's oh, pretty yeah. fucking intense yeah. Yeah. for 1938. Yeah. Like, dude. oh my God, did they just fucking die? Yeah. <laughs> and then it cuts Cause, the shitty cause piano think about music. The, your, the boring shit that's going on, you yeah. know, like fucking. Yeah. And if you switch the channel, it's some guy with a talking dummy doing a stand-up routine. Yeah. And then over here, I'm listening to soldiers choke to death. And yeah. then it cuts back to the Biltmore ballroom, you know, and it's yeah, just it's like, crazy. go back to the soldiers, go back to the soldiers. Crappy music. It's just so cool. Um, so, uh, the, the storyline itself, I mean, really the, the story arc that occurs, like if you watch the, the, uh, Steven Spielberg war of the worlds, which I think is a fucking beautiful movie. My brother-in-law's in that. Oh, is he really? Yeah. He's just like, just for a second. He, cause Running he was dude. in the, he was in the army oh, and they needed a bunch of fucking soldiers yeah, and he yeah. was in New York or something where they yeah. were at and he got to fucking go and they just brought their own gun. That was their real gun. Wow. They brought their own fatigues. They just wore their shit and brought their gun, you know, obviously not loaded, yeah. but they showed up and they're like, okay, no. get over these sandbags and you're going to act like you're fucking pointing your guns over there. But it's just a flash, but he's in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got to meet Tom Cruise yeah, and shit. My though. favorite actor in that is is uh, Steven Seagal. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. great in it. Yeah, he gets awesome. killed right away, yeah. though. They no, don't even know it's him. No, yeah. no. But it's very similar to that, because the original War of the Worlds takes place in England in the 1800s, so obviously it's got to get updated. But when I was listening to this, I was like, Spielberg really took a lot of this adaptation. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, the it, one, one crack. So the, the narrative, you know, spoiler alert, if you want to listen to it and don't know this you can skip over this well, it's part. not real so but the, right yeah. but so it starts with orson wells is playing an astronomer and he simply reported a day ago that there were weird blue flares on mars hmm. and that there were orange lights in space and that was kind of the way it starts it takes like a fucking year to get so he's not yeah so so he's not um He's not reading like the book, like the the H.G. Wells stuff, like word for word. He's like, they're like acting. They're, 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 they're all being characters. Kind of like, okay. They're all being characters. So he's not like just reading the stuff. He's no, like it's like the scene is there's a guy and, who's, okay. who's a news reporter who's at the yeah. observatory. And he's like, and uh, right here, ladies and gentlemen, we're here with uh, Dr. Nelson. Dr. Nelson, uh, what what did you see on Mars? And then Orson Welles is playing Dr. Nelson. And he's just like, yeah. you know, well, I observed these blue flashes on Mars. And he talks it through. And then they end up, there's a huge, uh, someone comes in. The so room. they're not taking words from the book, really. No, they're acting. They're fully far, acting it out. Full, full, full of like, full, read the book. Like this is what happened, and then you just kind of they're they're uh, ad libbing a lot it's of just the stuff. a play. Yeah, okay. they've got a script and they're they're acting out their got their it. lines. No, every line's written. So they're ad libbing. It's like written down. Well, yeah. I know that, but I mean they're ad libbing from the book basically. Though yeah. they've they've taken the script and modified and modified it, it yeah, updated to where, it. Yeah, to, to, so, so it's happening in New Jersey. So the book and is then, the the book is the, basically the scene, but then they write their own script. Yeah. Based on what happened. Yeah, they in took that. the overwrite yeah. idea of what happened in War of the Worlds, where the gotcha. tri- the tripods, what the Martians look like. Um, but instead of them attacking London, they're now attacking New York City. But they go to Grover's Mill. There's a big sphere underground, and there's a couple of cops there and some people. Martians start moving around, and no one can tell what they are. They jump up and fire a heat ray that like disintegrates people down to ash and bone. And you hear it all happen and people are freaking out and the fucking broadcast gets cut out. It goes back to the ballroom. Yeah, it goes back to the ballroom. You're like, what the fuck just happened? Um, And then 
you know, it goes on. Then the professor ends up going to, uh, you know, the tripod go- becomes active and starts killing people. Uh, we, you end up at some point, there's military leaders who are talking on the radio about troops that are, you know, we've mobilized this entire brigade to go against these three tripods and they've all been obliterated. And there's a bombing run where they're trying to drop bombs on the tripods and the plane gets hit with a heat ray and they try to do a suicide run on one of the tripods and they're, they're like eating human beings. (laughs) And I mean, it's fucking gnarly, dude. It's just wicked. But like, there's like a... 20 minute span that's truly live time but then even like the producer said i didn't think anybody was going to get up in arms because all of a sudden this same character goes from princeton to new york city and we've got the the joint chiefs of staff are meeting and we're list, like that wouldn't have happened what in kind of motorcycles he riding <laughs> like yeah. you know well if there's aliens attacking like that could be possible that's true you know and then like, so when act one ends, like a couple of times throughout act one, you hear some ham radio operators and we, we even lose the pretense of the, of the radio station cutting back to, to, and I think people were just so into it. So the radio station just finally disappears and it's just a, a military signal and then they all get slaughtered and now it's two guys on ham radio and now it's, you know, a guy, a bombing. Like they're trying to keep it alive. They're trying to keep the signal right. but, alive. But, yeah. this, but, the, but you don't even question the fact that like, how am I hearing this guy? The radio, radio station would never have these signals, yeah. to, but you but lose you don't that. Know you're that in it. Though. No, no, no. You don't know that it. though. Yeah. I mean, you don't run a radio station. Right. Or, you know, and see, it's, it's uh, magic at that time that you're getting radio from wherever oh, yeah. it's coming from through your yeah. speaker, you know, and then the the scene, uh, the the first act uh, ends with uh, a guy on the ham radio who was previously talking to other guys on ham radio, just like repeatedly asking, is there anybody out there? Is anybody there? This is ham to whatever is, is anybody out there? Is anybody out there? And he's like getting more panicked and he's just repeating. There's probably people talking to the radio. We're out here. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Hello. And that's, that's like 42 minutes in. Yeah. And you know, the military has been destroyed. The air force has been destroyed. Oh, it's supposed to like the end of the, (laughs) yeah, yeah. yeah. And then it cuts to their first commercial, which then says you're listening to a radio broadcast of war of the worlds brought to you by the Mercury theater on CBS. And it fully explains this is fake. And then the last 20 minutes, are more like someone reading the novel. Does it really explain their f- it's fake? Yes. It like says you fully, like, you, it, it, it says, says you're listening to your broadcast your, World of the Worlds. Like I this forget is a what fake they say. The holiday offering. They just say, oh, this it's is a, a holiday, holiday offering, offering from CBS. Like, yeah. <sighs> but some say that that was thrown in later because they're like, oh shit, we're going to like, because uh, even that during though, the thing, like, like police fucking come in, right? Yeah, not till after the thing. Yeah. So, so the last twenty minutes are more like someone reading a novel, and it's surprisingly good. I was like, this is because H.G. Wells. I mean, War of the Worlds is a beautifully written book. It's really astounding, and it's Orson Welles reading, uh, you know, H.G. Like Wells. An audible. At yeah. this point, it's like after the invasion, and the last twenty minutes are that professor you know, remembering, you know, Oh, when I used to have students and I used to have a university, I don't even know who I am anymore. You know, I have, I, I, it's been days since I ate moldy crackers and a bad orange that I had to choke down. And he finally goes on the road and he runs into this guy, 
a, a guy from the militia who's sort of a lunatic and he starts to talk about how he wants to get the Martian weapons and turn them on the humans and the Martians and raise his own government up. And then he just, the professor just walks away and thinks he's a fucking lunatic. Um, and then he discovers a tripod that's been fallen over and there's a bunch of carrion birds floating over it. And he discovers that, that a virus killed all the Martians. Hmm. Um, so the last 20 minutes is like cut to several weeks later and it's not live action anymore. It's this guy sort of narrating his thoughts in a journal. He's like talking about, you know, yeah. this, this might be my last journal entry. So it totally switches format. So if you were listening to the last 20 minutes, you're not going to think this is live time news broadcast at all. Yeah. Um, but by that point, uh, everything was, was kind of done. And even in the conclusion, he says this was a holiday offering. It's the equivalent of the Mercury Theater dressing up in a sheet, jumping out of a bush and saying boo. Um, he says we annihilated the world and utterly destroyed CBS before your very ears. Um, you'll be relieved. I hope to hear that both institutions are still open for business. And then he ended it by saying, if your doorbell rings and there's nobody out there, that was no Martian. It's Halloween. Hmm. And that's like the, the final note uh, that he hmm. gives. And there's debate about why he gave that speech. Some people say he was doing it as a cover your ass because people were freaking out. Yeah. Some people say that the studio didn't even want him to do it because it was going to indicate that they had done something wrong and potentially lead to liability. Mm. Um, a lot of the people were like, that was always in the script. We had rehearsed it. That was what he always like a finisher. To yeah. It's with. like it's yeah. to close it out. Yeah. Like to, yeah. Um, I mean, they were getting calls during the broadcast, right? Like they were like, they were getting calls during yeah. the broadcast, but they didn't know this in the booth. They're just yeah. in there doing the show. You know, they have no idea. And, what's, the, and the people outside are on. fucking, the producers are fucking yeah. flipping uh, out. Fuck, like, oh, fuck. In trouble. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, at 1030 and then at 1130 that night, CBS made an announcement go out that said for those listeners who tuned into Orson Welles Mercury Theater on the air broadcast from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time tonight and did not realize that the program was merely a modernized adaptation of H.G. Wells famous novel War of the Worlds. We're repeating the fact, which was made clear four times on the program, <laughs> that while the names of some American cities were used as in all novels and dramatizations, the entire story and all of his incidents were fictitious. Mm -hmm. So they had to keep repeating this all night long. Because people were freaking the fuck Because people out. were freaking that's out. That's funny. Well, I mean, that's pretty well, awesome. That's I mean, not something about, that had been done before. You could have a magician do some shit in front of you. He's like, this is just a magic trick, man. It's not Check real. It and you're like, no, where the fuck the did it fuck go? Yeah. Yeah. That? I promise yeah, yeah, yeah. the magic trick. Yeah. He does it again. Yeah. Like, there's no How way. did you How get did it you into it? my ass? Right. Yeah. yeah. And if it's a black guy, they're going to scream and run and run away. Yeah. So the immediate reaction. Have you ever seen a black person run from a swimming pool? Every time. <laughs> um, so the show goes on air at eight and then the main producer houseman noticed another producer, Taylor step out of the studio to take a phone call. And then he comes in four minutes later and houseman said, look, said he looked pale as death and that uh, he was ordered to immediately interrupt the war of the world's broadcast to announce that it was fictional but they just couldn't stop it. Like they they knew they knew Orson <laughs> Welles was going to fucking lose his shit if they tried to stop uh, mid recording, yeah. so they kept it going. Um, and then once the uh, by the time they finally said we have to cut away, it was when the 
the soldiers were choking on. They're poison dying. Gas. They died and they cut away. <laughs> it, actually, that's perfect. Like that. That made it perfect right there. Like that's like it's a worse perfect, to cut away yeah. there. They're yeah, like, Whoa, the worst, told them to cut away. Spot. Right, yeah. left them hanging. Yeah. So perfect. one of the actors cut away. Uh, said later on, a few policemen trickled in. Then, and this is while they were recording or as they were finishing recording. A few policemen trickled in, then a few more. Soon the room was full of policemen and a massive struggle was going on between the police, page boys, and CBS executives who were trying to prevent the cops from busting in and stopping the show. It was a show to witness. Hmm. Um, That's pretty gangster that they fucking held off cops. Yeah, they got war of the records. Fucking recording. Just five more minutes, just five more minutes. I wonder if you can hear any like hustle bustle in the background of any of the fucking audio. It might have helped. Maybe. They're all in the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. all the cops are scuffling around. So then in an interview later, Hausman said, uh, we were off the air now and the studio door had burst open. The following hours were a nightmare. The building was suddenly full of people in dark blue uniforms. Hustled out of the studio, we were locked into a small back office on another floor. Here we sat incommunicado while network employees were busily collecting, destroying, or locking up all scripts and records of the broadcast. Finally, the press was let loose upon us, uh, ravening for horror. How many deaths had we heard of, implying they knew of thousands? What did we know of the fatal stampede in a Jersey Hall, implying it was one of many? Uh, How many traffic deaths? The ditches must be choked with corpses. The suicides, haven't you heard about the one in Riverdale Drive? It's all quite vague in my memory and quite terrible. Um, So, And then one other person who was the head of CBS News uh, said the telephone switchboard was a vast sea of light and could handle only a fraction of the incoming calls. The Haggard Wells sat alone in despondence, H.G. Wells. I'm through, he lamented, washed up um, because all this shit's going on. He's like, this is the end of my fucking career. Yeah, Orson, he, yeah, Orson, Orson Wells, Wells, yeah. yeah. Um, you know what? It's almost like they it's almost like they came in and were like, Oh, we're gonna show these guys what it feels like to be spoofed. <laughs> right. You know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. And they came yeah. in and they went Got hard him. on like, yeah. yeah. It's like, you know, they came in real hard at him. Yeah. So he's saying kind of fucked be, him up a little yeah. bit, you know. He's gonna be washed up, and then the head of the news said, I didn't bother to reply uh, to this highly inaccurate self appraisal. I was too busy writing explanations to put on the air, reassuring the audience that it was safe. I also answered my share of incessant telephone calls, many of them from as far away as the Pacific Coast. That's um, funny, man. So, the, and of course, panic. headlines were Orson Welles causes panic. Um, so the, there, there's a lot of debate about how much panic was actually caused. So, yeah, there's a lot of historical documentation that cops swarmed the building, tried to stop the recording. Um, there is a definite uh, – I've got it somewhere in here. Did anyone commit suicide for real? Uh, not that I, I ran think into. So. Yeah, I didn't see it. Um, the uh, – I'm trying to find them. I have a whole lot here I'm trying to get through. So one thing that happened is there was a city called Concrete, Washington, where the phone lines and the electricity had a short circuit. Just coincidentally, <laughs> um, like right when the timing. attack was happening. That's fine. So if you lived in that town and you're listening to this, and it's like, <laughs> and the Martians are, are uh, shutting down New York City, their beams <sighs> are. Yeah, the power fucking goes oh, off. Fuck. Can you imagine? <laughs> Think of some shit like that came on. And you just out of context saw like fucking twelve, or the podcast was on, and the nuclear missile fucking thing started, and your fucking power went out in the neighborhood. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd, You'd lose like, your oh, shit. shit dude. What the fuck? You would lose your shit. Yeah, I'm reading. No one, no one actually died. 
is what some articles are saying. Right. And then the question uh, question over the years, how big the panic actually was, like we're talking about. So, And there's one, I can't find where it is, the, uh, the mayor of a, of a city did call and H.G. Wells talked to him and he said that there were like people trying to like bang down the door of city hall and whatever small town this was. Um, so yeah, I'm sure he might have were, been fabricating that. Though, he too, might have, like, but I just, think there probably were some isolated incidences of some people fucking yeah. losing their shit. I'm sure. Probably. I'm sure yeah. it, it happened. Um, and there's keep in mind, there's no way to confirm what's happening. Right. All you can do is turn to the other radio stations, and they're not reporting. Just it. just as Orson Welles can't confirm that there wasn't mass hysteria. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You can't. You all can't you can do confirm. is step out the door and look at your neighbor. Yeah. Like, are you hearing this? Like, yeah. What do you think? Yeah. You, you, like someone you, else's opinion. You, Call your aunt and you're like, are you hearing this? And she's like, yeah, I'm, I'm listening not to it on the radio that. right now. All the switchboards were fucking locked up. You try to call the, it would be busy. <laughs> yeah. Because everyone's trying yeah. to call some poor ladies trying to switch wires. Just there's click, just, click, there's click, no click. way to get a yeah. different uh, stream of information. Um, a guy named Jack Parr, who became the first host of The Tonight Show years later, um, was the announcer in, a, in Cleveland at the CBS affiliate. And he kept getting on the phone and on air saying uh, at one point he said, the world is not coming to an end. Trust me. When have I ever lied to you? And then the listeners started to say that Parr was part of a giant government cover up <laughs> to hide really the him. fact that the Martians were. So that even me, I'd have been like, like, even, fucking he's, lying. He's like when have I ever lied to you? And they're like, well, you're being manipulated. Like the government is lying to you. So we don't panic. The Martians are coming. Um, I'm ruined. I just won't believe the government no matter what. Even if it's in my best interest, yeah, yeah, I'm trying to yeah, save my life. Yeah. I'm just going to die. Um, and then there was an interview. Uh, so the next day, so he leaves the studio. He knows there's a bunch of shit going on, but they're doing last night rehearsals for a play that's opening at the actual theater. So he goes from there to the theater and he rehearses and, and gets three hours of sleep. How could you even get your head wrapped into that? Like, I'd be like, we're just gonna have to postpone. I can't fucking do this. I've no, slept three the hours. Show must go on. I know. And trying to remember new shit, it, yeah. rehearse it. Fuck. So the, they ended up interviewing him and they said, were you aware of the terror? Such a broadcast would stir up. And Wells said, definitely not. The technique I used was not original with me. It was not even new. I anticipated nothing unusual. And then they said, should you have toned down the language of the drama? And he said, no, you don't play murder in soft words, which I think is a fucking pimp answer. Right. It's like, no, I shouldn't have toned it down. I should have fucking ramped it up. But legal told me to tone it down. Yeah, imagine people, if they hadn't people got are to do dying. what they wanted. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and then they said, why was the story changed to put in names of American cities and government officers? And uh, he said, H.G. Wells used real cities in Europe. And to make the play more acceptable to American listeners, we used real cities in America. Of course, I'm terribly city now. And then it said within a couple, within three weeks, 12,500 newspaper articles were written around the world about this radio broadcast. And all of them mentioned Orson Welles' name in the fucking headline. Like, couldn't yeah. have been better for a 23-year-old. Because oh, that's yeah. what blew my mind. He's famous. Though. So four years later, Citizen Kane comes out, which means, which means this directly led to a studio giving him a budget for Citizen Kane. He almost could have been the most famous person in the world. He might have been at the time. Because people would know weird pop culture, weird circulating drama mm-hmm. more than they might know a political figure or something, yep. especially like worldwide considering. Right. I mean, more people probably knew you know who the president of the United States was or something sure. in the U.S., but worldwide, worldwide. as a whole, he might yeah. have been 
Especially because Hitler mentions him. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, Hitler mentioned him. Uh, I'm trying to find where it was. Um, you had it in the Adolf story. Hitler referenced the broadcast in a speech in Munich in 1938. Um, and Wells later remarked that Hitler cited the effect of the broadcast on the American public as evidence of, quote, the corrupt condition and decadent state of affairs and democracy. You basically said, look at these little bitches. They're fucking yeah. scared of the radio. Like, right. we got them. And, you know, people talk about, you know, different elements that might have led to the panic. One, like I said, was the the genre indicated. The, and back in the day, I mean, really until probably the 70s, News like the news part of of CBS, of ABC, of NBC was done to report the truth at a loss. Like they made no they cost money to NBC to have a nightly news broadcast, but they believed it was important for the American public to know the truth that was actually going on. Not opinion, not a politically biased side of the truth, but to try to report as accurately as possible the truth. And we didn't need commercials. There was no advertising. This news isn't brought to you by Coca-Cola. It's just an advertising free block. Yeah, (laughs) Pfizer. advertising free block of information and if they cut to to an a special news event in the middle of broadcasting there weren't commercials right. because this is news and it trumps entertainment so oh how times have changed oh, yeah Christ. oh how like, times have changed yeah and uh uh, uh the the newsmen uh, in the 50s were as soon as they started putting advertising in news, they were like, this is the end of truth, right. just so you know it. And it was. Like, this is the end of us reporting the truth. This is now the beginning of the news brought to you by a corporate agenda. Um, and they were 100% right. But the fact that it never cut away made you feel it was real because this is the nature Gave of, you that the, panic of the broadcast. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then they think everybody was also freaked out because of the Nazis. Everybody's been waiting on pins and needles for Hitler to attack Europe, for an attack to start somewhere. So people, one historian says that as people were turning in and hearing about an attack, they weren't even paying attention to the fact that it was a Martian. Right. They didn't listen to the Martian part. They just know there's some bizarre piece of technology that's using gas weapons and lighting they people were ready on for fire. Invasion. And they, the Martian yeah. part wasn't in their brain. They thought this was some sort of a Nazi super weapon. Right. Um, and the because even the the Martian part is really sort of understated. You see these bear-sized creatures with tentacles, and then they recede, and then it's all about the tripods that are burning people and walking around cities. So it'd be easy to miss the Martian part. And then in tentacles, that last, gas mask, like you could you could kind of like right, right. You and know, then in in the last twenty minutes where it's pure narrative, that's when you really hear him talk about the Martians and the fact that they ate people. And so if you were just listening to that news first forty, then you could have thought this was a Nazi invasion yeah. and fucking lost your shit. Um but uh yeah, so then a lot of people think that a lot of this was really just Hearst. Um blowing it out of proportion. To sell more news. I mean, why not? why not? Why not? Why not? Yeah. I mean yeah. And ultimately he's worse than Orson. Like right. Orson had a fun thing like to Which just ironically home, you know. isn't isn't his movie about Hearst? Uh yeah. <laughs> like hmm. Like the the whole rosebud, yeah, yeah, the uh, and Citizen all that, yeah. Kane. Like I think that's mm-hmm. about her. Yeah, it is. 
which is super ironic because Hearst blowing this out of proportion is the only reason the only reason he got blown up yeah. enough to make a movie about Hearst blowing and maybe out and of maybe and maybe you don't really realize that yeah you know what I mean like and maybe that wasn't an accident famous. maybe yeah. he was like god damn Hearst just blew me the fuck up I'm gonna make a movie about Hearst a little pat on the back yeah of yeah. Too. <laughs> yeah so no it's a it's a crazy story um I do unfortunately think the amount of people who lost their shit was exaggerated, but yeah, I know I that so. people lost their shit. And For sure. That yeah. makes me happy. Like, and yeah. it had, like, even if they didn't storm the fucking yeah, hall, you yeah. know, they're sitting there at their house like, what the fuck is yeah. happening right and now? And you know, yeah. that whole troop was like, that whole theater troop at the end of the day had to be like, that was fucking dope yeah we freaked them the fuck out and that's what you want ultimately i mean april fools is is to right. trick somebody you know right. like halloween it's time to scare people yep. you know like it, it's yep. it's those times you know easter scare people same exactly thing, you know exactly yeah blow churches up stuff like that yeah that's easter what, that's you know, what easter yeah people definitely made a fool of themselves i'm sure people fucking panicked and screamed and cried like we literally had people say that they embarrassed themselves in front of their new boss and shit they were like oh my god like freaking out like running to the desk or something and saying something take off their headphones and asking someone else if they turn on the news like google this look it up really quick and they're like what are you talking about and they're like oh god damn it (laughs) the aftermath of the fucking embarrassment wasn't it just a brownout what the r it, no, it said like it was like. Doo, doo, doo. Well, no, but missile, what, what caused missile. it was for us. It was a brownout though, because weren't the lights? Yeah, we lost power. That's right. We, and we said we'll fill it, it in. It was even on air, and we were like, "What the fuck is that?" Because we all saw the yeah. lights flickering and commented and on it, and the then the, show, the light we were went like, out. Oh, we should put something in yeah. there. Fucking because <laughs> yeah. there's big. even a reaction of us like, "What the fuck is that?" Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> I think it's on the North Korea episode or something too. Oh, that makes it even. I think it was the North Korea episode. We should classic next time if we have to. <laughs> pull that one back up get us back in trouble i remember one. someone got in trouble for some shit like that like right after we did it and i was like ooh, like someone got in trouble for some kind of fake fucking thing that they did it wasn't fake it was real that's true i think it, it, just wasn't it says the some same shit gives time. it away really if you're paying yeah. attention i can't remember yeah. what it says but i have to listen to it again yeah i, that's I probably years. won't ever do it but yeah years. yeah i won't either all right so, so someone that, posts the timestamp in the in the yeah. facebook got probably God. go to it but all right we yeah, good? cool story. Uh, the the birth of a legendary actor uh, on the world stage. I think it's and if if you like that kind of shit, like I was pretty, I was very captivated by the show. It's an hour long. I hit play and like twenty minutes into it, I was like, God damn it, I need to be researching. But I'm I can't <laughs> yeah. like I'm in it. I'm in this yeah. until the. I watched and, a good portion of that, but then I watched a whole uh, yeah. little documentary thing, which was also pretty dry considering I had trouble researching yeah. that one. It was just like dry and some then of that the was old like, stuff is like really hard to yeah. set through. And then they had this even other if one, the information's interesting, you know, right. you're like sitting there and you're like that another one where they tried to like age these interviews and had yeah. like actors playing the parts of the people, and I was like, Ugh, I just can't watch Don't this one. That. I fucking switched yeah. the other one. It was rough. So and I've got a link to the original like 57 minutes long or something but oh, i've got a cool, link yeah. to the original uh, broadcast in the show notes that's pretty but, cool yeah all right social media winner for this episode is going to be nick underscore denton mm-hmm. on instagram he made some videos on brostagram that Bro-stagram. New, new platform oh i've heard Bro-stagram. about it is that any yeah. good yeah brosters yeah, it's, bro- yeah. it's bros yeah. yeah they're all bros yeah mm-hmm. all bros no hoes there's no pretty- none of that tiggy titty Titty flapping reels and yeah. the fucking the butt fucking jiggle reels. Yeah, it's like, all yeah. dick neck. It's it's all dick all neck. Dick yeah, neck. it's yeah. like Steve Jobs fucking turtleneck dick. Like, I haven't been on there, but I know that there's like a big controversy because the creators of the platform are thinking about instead of the bro button, they're thinking about adding a bruh 
button. Yeah. And right. everybody's like, it they think it's, it's going to end the purity. Yeah. Well, Brustagram's know. actually suing them. Oh, is it? Yeah. For, yeah. Cause oh, wow. they, it's just brass knuckles instead of a heart. Like, yeah. 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 So, so but it's weird. pretty bro post because it was a uh, venison jerky, black teco, and yeah, Knob see? Creek whiskey. I mean, okay. it doesn't get, yeah. 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 Brass knuckles, bro, and, for and sure. Knob Creek whiskey. Oh, yeah. I mean, it is that's bro. a that's a that's a brostagram post right yeah. there. But that's how you did it. You did it, and you tagged you did us, it. and we yeah. saw it. So yep. uh, I'm gonna send you out something. Frankie Pigeon is gonna contact that? you. That is Nick Denton. I'm assuming that's just his name, Nick underscore Denton on Instagram. Venison jerky, black teco, and uh, Knob Creek whiskey. So. Mm. Thank you for doing that. That means a lot. Frankie Pigeon's going to reach out, and uh, I'm going to mail you something. I don't know. Frankie mm-hmm. Pigeon's going to let us know what uh, what I owe you, stickers or something. Mm-hmm. You're going to get you it. You send though. him the rest of this right here. <laughs> Brad's empty bottle that he washes out his uh, glass with. Yeah. Um, also, we're part of the Podbelly Podcast Network. You can go to podbelly.com and check out other cool podcasts like Art and Jacob Do America and Robots for Eyes. Go over there and check them out. Um, if you're looking to learn how to podcast, there's all kinds of educational content, uh, information about equipment, all that good stuff. Go check that out at podbelly.com. Um, also <clears throat> check out El Yucateco Hot Sauce. That is our primary sponsor. Um, you can get it at most major grocery stores. They have it at Walmart. They have it at Target. You can get it on the internet. They have it on Amazon. Um, if you're not in the United States, you can get it at mexgrocer.co.uk. If you are in the United States, you can get it at shopelucateco.com. Um, and you can use code SofaKing at checkout, get an exclusive sticker, get save some money on uh, on your purchase, and also support us and let them know that uh, we are generating sales and customers for them. Uh, and it's fucking delicious, to be honest. You're doing yourself a favor. It's not just supporting us. It's like it's actually really good. So go check it out if you haven't had it. There's seven different flavors. Even if you can't handle hot, there is Chipotle for those people. And if you do like hot, Triple X is where it's at. So go check yeah, it out. And black's awesome, and it's not. Black's it's spicy, but it black's ain't delicious. Hot. It ain't it's hot. always that one's always an additive to me for that's me though. I, I add it to stuff. Yeah, but that's I do what, like that's it. What you want. Yeah, you put that's it in chili, you put that's it in good, stuff, yeah. like your wiener. You know, you put it in stuff. No, mm-hmm. Teco mm-hmm. loves it when I do that. They love it. Anyways, you did, you check out too, Printer so. Cheap. I did. Printercheap.com if you need printed goods, stickers, and whatnot uh, that can survive the apocalypse mostly if you order the right ones. Um, go over there and mm-hmm. check that out at printdirtcheap.com. Yeah. Um, also quality. Check out. Great quality. It is great And quality. fast shipping. Yes. They have the best yeah. quality. Yeah, they do have the best quality. Yeah, my stickers I, are the I best. Had, yeah, and I had <laughs> and, and, uh, I the best stickers. Uh, the best stickers. I the best stickers. Nobody has stickers. You can ask anybody how <laughs> the best stickers. Yeah, nobody has stickers better. Um, <laughs> no, uh, I had somebody order from there. I gave them our code. Yeah. And uh, they came fucking quick, like two days. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it was almost like two-day banners, but they printed them up. And uh, it was like half the price of other other yeah. uh, names that we shall not mention places. And uh, yeah, they were awesome. I know Great we never quality. said the T word on here, but there's a really funny clip of I, I'm the best at everything. I have the best. And it's like mm-hmm. no one w- loves women more than me. Nobody like it's like this that little clip of it's just like right. he says like 180 different things. <laughs> and nobody best, does though. it better. That's yeah. funny. It's always it, it, it's hilarious. I love it. Um, also check out two day banners. That's the number two daybanners.com. Um, if you need a banner and you need it fast, that is the place to do it. If you've got a soccer team, um, if you've got a business, if you've got something you've going got on, you got a Bruce and you, you need got, a banner, you got a Bruce and you need a banner. Yep. That's how you do it. Yep. Um, or a David, a practical need a joke, yeah. giant cock, whatever you got to do, go to two daybanners.com and order that and uh, use code self King at checkout. Um, also check out Jimmy D's tees at Jimmy He's making a refill, um, order for us right now for our Patreon mm-hmm. shirts. Cause 
so many people love us that we are running out of shirts. I got to order more so I can send you more shirts. So awesome. thank you for supporting us on awesome. Patreon. Good, good problem to have. Yeah. Also go to sofakingpodcast.com forward slash shop and you can get some stuff that Jimmy made us over there as well. Um, if you need stuff made, he can make it for you. Um, go show Jimmy some love at jimmydstees.com and across social media. Also check out SKR Apparel at S-U-I-K-E-R apparel.com and use code sofaking to save 10%. Uh, check out Retro Vague. Use code 80s kid. Um, save some money over there. And also check out the Mindframe podcast at themindframepodcast.com and across all listening platforms. Uh, I think on that, that is all I have right now. That's all I got. So, time to give some love to uh, patrons. Um, <clears throat> I wanted to pick a couple. Uh, to be honest, it's because of their names. So, the first one, usually, they're is. couples, though, too, right? Uh, they These might are be couples. couples. Yeah. The first one, um, Oh, It'll be easy one. to tell. I'll do this one first. Um, first name, nothing. And the, the sad thing is, I believe this is actually this person's name. <laughs> right. First name is is Taylor. Right. And the second name, I'll just spell it through. M-A-L-E-B-R-A-N-C-H-E. Male branch? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Handmade cock. His name. Handmade cock. I His thought it was name Mal- is Malay branches. Male branch. Malay branches. Yeah. Like there's no reality in which his entire Maybe adolescence chick, wasn't people making fun of the last name. Taylor male could be a girl. Though. Taylor could, could be, be a, girl. a girl. If Taylor was last a girl with the last name male branch, I think she got off easier than a guy who's oh, for sure. Is male branch. She for only sure. gets off if you got a male branch. If you got a male branch. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. it has to be big enough to be referred to as a branch. That's a great yeah. last name. If it's smaller, it's a twig. So it's yeah. a, it's a branch. It's big. Yeah. It's a fucking branch. It could branch, be like Richard dude. Little or something. That'd be very bad. No, male. Like, you know, like you, that was if my you're, dentist when I was little. Richard Little. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like if you're climbing a tree mm. and you like. Actually, are, it was Dick Little. That's right. Dick Little. He had yeah. his little fingers in your yeah. mouth. Like fucking. If you're climbing a tree, you need, you're like, you're like, can that branch support my weight? Yeah, you don't want mm. a female branch. And if it's a branch, the answer is yes. Yeah, and this motherfucker has a male branch. Yeah. Yeah. You, you want your branch to identify as male. Yeah. Someone's going to climb you. Yeah. That's what you want. Your pronoun is thick. Yes. Um, and then we have, <laughs> which is just, I think, a great name. And I hope it's real, but I don't think it is. Jet, J-E-T. Mm-hmm. I know somebody mm-hmm. named Jet. I got a friend named Jet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, great I, first name. I had a dog named Jet. Did you? Yeah. He was named after uh, uh, John Travolta's retarded son. Oh, you've said that before. Yeah. This Jet's last name is J-A-C-K-U-A-R. So it's Jet Jaguar. Oh, I think that's real. I bet that's real. That's a fucking great name. Yeah, those, if, I think those are two real names, and I think they're great. I think it's all one word, though. Just fast all around. Oh, it's like yeah, Jaguar jet, Jaguar. Jet. It's like yeah. a Jaguar, uh, little jacking off in the middle. Yeah, like there's, you a, got there's everything sexual you need. innuendo there. There's like the speed of a jet. There's a Jaguar, and then there's jacking off right in the middle. Like that's come, got, come with a quickness at a uh, high altitude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Check this out. Mile High Club, I got this all by myself. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> said, yeah. Sorry, Jet. <laughs> Why? You're not approving of the Jet Jackwire? No. What do you got? Nothing. He's just sad about his dog over there. Brought no, it up. Brought no. it on himself. No, I'm not sad about it. And then um, I just have to say, like, I'm seeing if there's any other really cool names on here. Um, and this is just one sheet. We've got. We're going to uh, have to put him to sleep anyway. So we just, we, since uh, Jet Travolta drowned, we drowned the dog in honor. That got really dark. Yeah, dude. It was like a, it was, yeah. That's it not was, how it happened, right? 
Huh? That's not how it happened. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, we have Amanda the Scientist Hansen OG. Oh, I thought you were going to say the second. No. That'd be cool. Women never do that. Mm. No, she put OG, which is the first, like yeah. for sure. So there's another Amanda Hansen? The there might be Hansen? another Amanda the Scientist Hansen, but this one's the OG, so fuck Amanda the other the one. Amanda the Scientist right. Hansen. Yeah. Amanda. Amanda the scientist Hansen. She's real handsome. <laughs> Amanda. <laughs> she got a penis the size of a mansion. <laughs> I was ready for it. She was dancing. <laughs> she did the splits and landed on my. She got kidnapped. And I'm not going to pay the ransom. <laughs> Her husband has a man bun. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I like the man bun. Um, you know who's got an amazing man bun? No one. Thor. Patches O'Houlihan. <laughs> Patches O'Houlihan. Yeah, does. Yeah, he man. puts up a fucking man bun. He does like, ba- like he wins like bakery prizes for his yeah. man bun. He doesn't even bake. No. Yeah. If he did, it'd be delicious. Male branch man bun. See what's uh, happening there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No. MB. Yeah. Master bake. See, master bake man bun. Patches of Julian. It's been a minute. Yeah. Yeah. It's the Texas Toast event. About an hour. Oh, you yeah. talked to him an hour ago? Yeah. I'm at a minute. It's it been do? like 60 seconds. Oh, bro. I just, fuck. Yeah, they're on my phone right now. I haven't talked to him in a couple of days. He's just rolling out dough for Texas Toast. Oh, yeah. is he? Yeah. No, he makes good now. Texas Toast? Yeah. Fuck yeah, you know that. Oh, he makes yeah. good toast. Thick like too. his wife, remember? Oh, well, I know he yeah, makes uh, he's not French married. toast. He got divorced. I didn't know he made the actual Texas Toast. It has been a minute. What'd they get divorced for? Local honey. Yeah. Another local honey. Yeah. You got that honey nut. That's what happened. Great answer. What they get? He got that honey nut, and he was like, "Cheerio, local, yeah." Left that bitch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sticky right. situation. The whole it thing. It's, yeah, yeah, it's awkward. Whole grain oats. Ground ready. Go to our forward slash Self King Podcast <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We are at Self King Podcast. Personal Instagrams. We are at Raised with Wolves. I am at Raised with Wolves. We have a Self King Podcast. Go there. Raised with Wolves. <laughs> you okay? Uh, I don't know. I forgot. Uh, Self King Brent, Self King Dave. Yeah, I'm having a mini stroke again. I won't be around long. You guys will, you guys will appreciate me when I'm dead. Uh, I already do appreciate it. Uh, I forget. Don't be retarded. Mm-hmm.